Hey guys and girls, welcome back to Actually Adultish. My name is Christina, and I'm one of your hosts. And I'm Nina, your other host. And we are very, very excited to have you listening. We have an awesome guest we today. We have a phenomenal guest today. She's awesome. But first, yes. first, we want to talk about our sponsor, who we're obsessed with, Sunbasket. Yes. If you guys follow us on social media, you know we're seriously obsessed. Um, and we actually use it. Yeah. Like, it's... So, yeah. This is the thing. Nina and I are really obsessed with... Not obsessed. Well, kind of. Kind of. We like to eat clean. We like things easy. We don't like... To make things a big hassle. Yeah. Everything has to be effortless for us. Otherwise, it's not enjoyable. And we're really picky about where we get our food from and all that stuff. Because what goes in your body is the most important thing in the world. But we're also college students and we do 5 million things. We work. We have a podcast. We have, I don't know. We try to be social. Are we social? Anyways. (laughs) So if you're like us and you don't have a ton of time, you're going to love Sun Basket. So... Why do we love Sunbasket so much, Neans? We love it because they deliver all the ingredients, all the set ingredients for a recipe straight to your door. You don't even have to worry about where it comes from. If it's organic, it's always fresh, always healthy, whole ingredients only. So Whole30 approved. (laughs) Non-GMO and always seasonal, always sustainably sourced. You can make the meals in 30 minutes or less. They tell you how long it takes to to make the meals and... They, like, overstate how long yeah. it takes. Like, it'll say, like, 20 to 30 minutes. It took us, like, 10 minutes the other night. Mm-hmm. Um, so safe. good. Yeah. And they have a bunch of different options for meals. So, they have paleo, gluten-free, vegetarian breakfast options. Um, the recipes are made by an award-winning chef and their nutritionist approved. So if you're like us, when we come home from class, we don't want to think about what we're going to make and everything is already pre-measured, fresh ingredients and easy to follow directions. Yes. Super delicious. The other night we made almond crusted sole with broccoli and preserved lemon. It was so good. I felt like I ate out. Like I went to a restaurant and ate out. Literally the almond crusted sole was so good i couldn't believe that i just we made that with our own hands I was yeah like, how wow and then and then the um spicy chipotle turkey chili with jicama radish yeah salad. do you see the steam coming out of my head it literally it was so good it, it was, was lit our apartment smelled like a freaking restaurant it was amazing yeah so anyways if you want to try sunbasket you should because why wouldn't you go to sunbasket.com actually today and you can get three free meals with your first order that's sunbasket.com actually to get three healthy easy to prepare meals sunbasket.com actually so make sure you head over there you will not regret it now let's talk about our interviewee today yes, yes. This woman is an unconventional fitness phenomenon and inspiration and my friend. She does calisthenics, gymnastics, acro yoga, handstands, lifting, climbing. She just plays all over the the fitness world and she's amazing. Yeah. She like became an Instagram sensation and then now has a YouTube channel and she's super inspiring. She's basically viral, but yeah. is like You need to look her up. So Lindsay Cameron. Lindsay Cameron. Or should we say Lynn Slay? Yeah, Lynn Slay. <laughs> she's the bomb.com. She went to UCLA with us. Um, now she's in Australia. She's coming back soon. But Nina and her go way back. Yeah, freshman <laughs> so year. So we'll explain that all in the episode. But we're really excited for you guys to get to know her. She's super inspiring. And let's get to the interview. Hi, Hello. Lindsay. Hi. Hi, Lindsay, or should I say Lynn Slay? Lynn Slay. <laughs> How's it going? 
I'm great. How are you? We're I'm good. good. This is um yeah, yeah I've never good. talked to you, I don't think. I'm Christina. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay. It's yeah. Slay if you prefer that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so what time is it there? It is two thirty PM on Friday. And oh you're my you're in God. Australia. What city are you in? I'm in Sydney. You know what's funny? I remember when we were um, when you were a freshman and you were telling me how much you wanted to go there so badly. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm so proud of you. I made it happen. That's okay. so amazing. Okay, wait. So, how did you, how did you guys meet? You and Nina. We met through the club Yoga for Flexible Futures at UCLA. We were both into yoga, and we were both into like veganism yeah we became friends through that so yeah first conversation was like automatically friends (laughs) really we were vegan at the time first time we talked and we talked about like I was like do you eat a lot of fruit and you were like (laughs) yeah (laughs) she was the only other vegan I knew (laughs) yeah and then we you told me about how you had like fruit in your room like just piles of fruit and I was like (laughs) You understand me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wait, was that at a YFF meeting? It was outside, like, yeah, in the hallway. Yeah, at oh the gym. God. Of course, at the gym. I meet Lindsay at the gym. Of That's course, I tell my friends. <laughs> That's, That's like so your amazing. habitat. Okay, so why don't you tell our listeners about yourself? That's huge. Uh, sure. <laughs> um, I am a, I guess, a, a multi sport athlete, but I mostly focus on calisthenics and bodyweight training, but I also do a lot of like weightlifting and and climbing and all kinds of different I guess fitness endeavors so basically superwoman yeah yeah I just try to I'm just I guess a fitness enthusiast uh, movement enthusiast yeah and you're an influence I mean you're an influencer yeah so I have an Instagram account and a, a YouTube channel and where I share my fitness endeavors with people and um, I just try to, I'm trying to change, I guess, the people's perception of fitness. Mm-hmm. I as love that. More of a, like a fun thing, less of a, you know, just doing it to look good or mm-hmm. attain a certain body. Yeah. Sort of my message, I guess. It's crazy because so. I watched you go viral, like, I remember when you when I first met you, you know, you were in the couple thousands and then like something went viral. What was that that went viral? Now you have like seven, you're like K famous now. Yeah, it's it's only been in the past like six months that all of that has happened. Um, I think I had like one video that broke like a million views. On wow. YouTube. What video was Instagram. it? And then after that, um, it was a video where I did, I think it was like a muscle up and 10 straight bar dips and then 10 pull ups. And I mean, that's a pretty rare thing to see a girl doing. Yeah, totally. So um, the video just blew up and it got shared all over the place. Like all these huge fitness accounts on Instagram were sharing it and followers started like rolling in. It was crazy. And then ever since then, um, my videos just I keep seeing them pop up, you know, on my own explore page. And yeah, that's so um, funny. Is that weird for you? It's really weird. It's. I'll just be like scrolling my explore page and be like, oh, hey, look, it's me. Yeah, that's hilarious. (laughs) I think what people love too is that you're like, there's like this surprising, enormous strength that comes out of like tiny you, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) look, you know, I'm not a a huge person. So when they see me and then 
you know, I bust out a set of, you know, 18 pull-ups. It's kind of <laughs> surprising. Yeah. And I think it's it amazing. shows people also, like, what, you know, girls can be capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I bet just you're a lot of... When I started, yeah, because when I started, I kind of just, you know, I would go down to Santa Monica Beach and watch, like, all the guys doing all of the crazy stuff on the bars. And um, there were never any girls doing it. And I was kind of committed at that point to getting on their level and showing people that girls could as the guys. And yeah, I think it's refreshing for people to see also like a girl who's into fitness, but Mm -hmm. who doesn't, you know, her page isn't full of just like booty selfies and bikinis, you know, that kind of Hallelujah to that girl. I admire you for that. Okay. So how did you first get into fitness? Um, What age were you? I've always really been into it. Um, I grew up like an athlete. I grew up a gymnast, dancer, a diver. I was a cheerleader. Um, And so I was always, you know, athletic. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I didn't really get into fitness until um, really what started me getting into it was when I got into yoga. And and yoga and fitness are definitely distinct. Mm -hmm. But um, when I got into yoga as a means of sort of getting back into movement after a period of time where I couldn't really exercise. Um, I just fell in love with, you know, seeing what I'm capable of doing. And um, my body was capable of that. I got into like weight training because I wanted to get stronger in mm-hmm. order to be able to do more with my yoga practice. Okay, and then okay. I really started enjoying that. And so I got into like weightlifting and um just became almost like obsessed with getting stronger and yeah, um, I was I just, just gonna like ask you of empowerment with getting stronger and going with it yeah I was gonna ask you if like if each of those things that you're doing yoga lifting crossfit crossfit um calisthenics did I say that right yeah Totally foreign to me. But I was just going to ask you how like those things evolved into the next thing. You said like you wanted to get better at yoga. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, it all started with that. Um, And I think I just wanted something a little more physically challenging. And so that's when I started getting into like lifting. And and, um, eventually how that progressed was I just kept getting bored. And it wasn't until I found calisthenics that I never felt like I was in a rut anymore Mm -hmm. because when you're lifting there's only so much I guess creativity you can put into it yeah yeah before it just gets repetitive and I feel like that's why a lot of people don't like or they have to force themselves to go to the gym or it's it's a chore because it's there's only so much so far you can take it before it just becomes you know doing the same things over and over yeah Yeah. I was reading what like the article that you wrote, um, I forgot the name of the publication, but the like that you like shared today, I think. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Um, it was called Bend the the website. Okay. What was it called again? Bar Bend. Okay. Bar Bend. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and because like re- very like very recently, I've been feeling kind of like the same way because I've been like lifting yeah. weights um for like two years now and mm-hmm. I was just thinking like I'm like I'm like bored I'm like doing the same thing yeah does your yeah. body get bored too like can you become can you plateau from lifting I mean, as long as you're constantly you know in increasing the load or increasing the volume mm-hmm. you, you could keep progressing but you do definitely plateau a lot easier 
in lifting, it took me, you know, at this point in my training, it would take me a lot longer to increase my lifts than it would to learn new skills. And the new skills for me are much more exciting and a lot more fun than, you know, adding a couple of, of kilos onto my, my lift. I don't know. I don't get the same feeling of, of satisfaction and fulfillment out of a tiny PR on a mm-hmm. lift than yeah. I do yeah. like achieving a new, a new skill that I've been working toward. And, um, and yeah, doing the same lifting routine, I was doing, you know, the same stuff for months and I just, it just got so monotonous and so boring. And now I never feel that way because there's, it's almost like there isn't, there's no limit to what you can do with your body. There's a limit to how much weight you can lift, Yeah, but there's really no limit to what you can do with your body. So I never feel like I'm just stuck at a plateau anymore. What's interesting is that a lot of people think that you like, they think the opposite. A lot of people think you have to lift really heavy to keep improving. And like that body weight is like not good enough. That's, I feel like that's a misconception because with body weight, the progression of skills, it's not just about the weight that you're lifting, Mm -hmm. but, and calisthenics isn't just about raw strength Mm -hmm. the way weightlifting is. So with calisthenics, you have to incorporate balance and coordination and flexibility and you're learning all of these other skills in addition to building your strength. So I feel like it makes you an all-around more athletic person mm-hmm. whereas lifting heavier weights will make you stronger but all it will really do is make you stronger it won't make you more coordinated it won't give you better balance it won't give you a better sense of body awareness mm-hmm. it'll just make you be able to lift more weight you- which is great but um I think both are both are important so you think so like for in your opinion a well-rounded workout routine do you think needs to incorporate both or do you think that somebody could just do calisthenics? Um I think you could definitely it really just depends on your goals. If you want to get, you know, massive, you're not going to get massive just lifting your own body weight. Yeah. But if you, you know, if you want to be a well-rounded athlete, I don't think that weightlifting alone will help you develop all the skills necessary. I think if you want to um, I personally feel like the best way to go is to incorporate both and I incorporate both. And I, um, I like to tell people that you don't have to pick a team, you know, mm-hmm. it's not two I love separate that. Teams. yeah, yeah. It's not like the weightlifters versus the body weight athletes. Yeah. I feel. And, and all of the body weight athletes that I know, um, also incorporate some weight training into their routines too, just to switch it up. Like, I, my least favorite thing is just doing the same thing every day. So yeah. I know. just, I just realized, can we backtrack for, for a second? Sure. Can you like tell people who don't know what calisthenics is, what it is? I just realized <laughs> yeah. we probably never. Yeah. yeah. Calisthenics is just an umbrella term for any sort of resistance training using your own body weight as resistance. So it's like strength training without weights. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you were first trying all these different things, like when you first tried yoga, CrossFit, lifting, and calisthenics, am I saying that right, guys? I'm like, yeah. Um, so did you teach yourself this, or did mm-hmm. you have help? Yeah, calisthenics. Yeah. Um, with weightlifting, I was taught 
I guess I, it was sort of a mixture. Like I started out watching like YouTube videos and, um, sort of just like trying things on my own, but I did have like friends and, um, people who were experienced in lifting sort of like show me the ropes and make sure, you know, I was doing everything correctly and had proper form and mm-hmm. wasn't going to hurt myself. And then from there, I just kind of like branched out on my own and used just the internet and like social media as a resource. So the reason I even found out about calisthenics was because I saw, I think, like a YouTube video of a competition. Like they have these calisthenics competitions Mm -hmm. and it was all women. And I remember seeing them doing incredible things. And I told myself that day, I was like, you know what? I'm going to learn this stuff. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to start. I don't know what I have to do, but I'm I'm just going to go to the gym tomorrow and try and try some of this. Yeah, that's the hardest (laughs) part sometimes about starting something new is just that initial start, you know, getting yourself, um, putting yourself in an uncomfortable position. That's, so that's really inspiring that you just go out and do it. Yeah, Um, no, what I love most about you is you're just like, you're just like, fuck anyone who thinks I can't do this. I'm about to go fucking kill this. Yeah. Attitude that I have. (laughs) I know that's, I love it. That's how you are. And that's how, that's how people should be to be. Um, so for people who want to get into calisthenics, what would you, suggest they start with like do you think Um, they should go your route where they where you started with yoga and crossfit and then calisthenics um i mean that's definitely a way to go or you can just you know the beauty of it is that you don't need you know you don't even need to be part of a gym you can Mm -hmm. literally start with bodyweight exercises in your own house like if you can't do like push-ups if you can't do like fancy you know clapping push-ups yet (laughs) literally you can just start by doing them from your knees if you can't do you know typewriter pull-ups yet just start with even just assisted pull-ups if you can't Mm -hmm. even do them on your own yet. Um, You know, if you can't do a handstand yet, just walk up the wall and, Mm -hmm. you know, start with the variation that's best for your body and then just keep, keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And eventually you'll see, you'll see progress. And if it's not, my other thing is that if it's not something you enjoy, like don't force yourself to do it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Like I do what I do because I I have fun doing it. I don't do it because, you know, when I was weightlifting, it was more about, like, I'm doing this because I want a certain body. I want to look good. Um, yeah. And yeah. That, that gets old really quickly. Mm-hmm. I feel like if mm-hmm. that's your incentive, it's not – I don't know. It's not enough. To that's keep how people lose motivation. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's why people, like, they, like, complain, like, I, how do you stay motivated to be in the gym? Um like you're only going to be have fun. motivated if your motivation is not something like yeah. just about the way you look. Enjoy it. Motivate you. Enough. Totally. External. It has to be, you have to be doing it because you love doing it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I went through so many different, you know, things before I found that thing that I really was passionate about. Fun question so, for you. Sure. Um, would you ever take your skills to Cirque du Soleil? Because I, I remember asking you this. I was like, no, when you get K-Famous, I, I like predicted everything about you. I was like, you're going to get K-Famous and you're going to join the circus. And then, so would you? If I, if I become good enough one day to be Cirque du Soleil, you know, qualified, then absolutely I would. But we'll come see you. Yeah, I'm definitely. Cool. I'll, I pay money to see you. Okay, I have another question. What do you think about like pre-made workout plans that are um, like out there on the internet that girls can buy? Like, there's a lot of different ones. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. You, okay. Do you think My that's like? That, yeah, I just 
training is so individual. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to prescribe like a, a routine, I guess, mm-hmm. for a massive amount of people. Mm-hmm. And you know, everybody's at different levels. Everybody's fitness level is different. Everybody has different capabilities and different goals. And um, and I guess this is more Kayla Itzine specific, but I'm not really down with the whole like bikini body guide thing like I feel like that just makes it seem like the only reason that you're training is to you know get this bikini body and I don't feel like that's what it should be about 100 percent, yeah and I feel like we've all been there but I guess the older you get and like you're already there which I admire you got to that place where you found a reason beyond you know just looks I think the the problem is that people just like they don't know where to start and they don't know what to do and they don't know. I think the big question is people don't know like what's enough. Yeah. What's going to get me my goals? They need to listen to their body. Yeah. And that's what I do. Like you hear all the time like about intuitive eating. I like to say I practice intuitive training. Mm -hmm. So I I don't need to coin that. I never, I never walk into a gym with a plan anymore. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't do that. Like, do you plan your workouts ahead of time? Um, I used to write them out. I used to keep a note in my phone and I would write out like, what am I going to do? How many sets? How many reps? I would go to the gym and I would like check each thing off as I would go. Mm-hmm. I now I walk into the gym and I'm just like, all right, like, let's make, I make it up on the spot. I love like, that. That's awesome. Keeps your body guessing too. So, yeah. And, and you plan something like the day before and then you wake up that morning and I don't know either sometimes I wake up and I'm sore somewhere that I didn't expect to be I'm like yeah maybe I shouldn't train this today maybe I should rest this today and do something else instead and you need to be able to like improvise like that or even if you walk into a gym and like you have your plan set like written out and then maybe like the things you want to use are taken like I feel like it's important to just be able to like be able to come up with something else on the spot and not have it you know be a problem yeah so uh, like how like how often do you go to the gym every day I don't go to the gym every day or, like workout I mean I guess I, I don't like the term workout because I feel like that makes it seem like it's it's just work and yeah. I'm just like I don't I don't train every day per you se play. I I, you play I play I play every day I train you know, Lindsay, well, you're saying so many things that can be on t-shirts. You need to like sell your, you need to brand yeah. yourself and sell your t-shirts. I need to come up with some like, intuitive training, um, yeah. play don't work. <laughs> I get oh, a yeah. cut from that, right? I like, I like it like that. Um, yeah. So like for today, for example, like, you know, if I go to the beach and, and just, I'm training, training in air quotes mm-hmm. and hang out friends and you know we're just like coming up with stuff and being creative and trying things like to me that's not training that's not like you know yeah it's not a chore. it's not work it's not something I hate that people think of you know working out or training as something that they just put on their to-do list to check mm-hmm. it off like that's yeah that's so you're saying it it's supposed be. to be a lifestyle basically exactly like, it's yeah. not just like oh I have to get up and and, and train before I go to work today like I, I I want people to wake up in the morning and, you know, be stoked to go train and be excited and be like, man, I want, I wonder what I'm going to be capable of doing today. Like, can't wait to see how I've improved today. Like, that kind of thing. Would you ever so, do, um, like, be a, a personal trainer? Because I think you'd be really good at yeah, that. Yeah, sure. You're super so, motivating and, and encouraging. Yeah. I'm actually um, – I, I don't offer – the reason that I don't do any personal training right now 
is because I don't have a formal qualification and just don't feel like, I don't know. Yeah, you feel the like credentials, I should have yeah. some, something, some accreditation behind me. But mm-hmm. um, for sure, in the future, I just want to help change people's perception of fitness. And You're already doing that, too. Yeah, that, that's mm-hmm. just my goal, really. Just knowing that I can influence people and you know, help them see their bodies in a new way and not just seeing them for how they look, but for seeing them for what they can do and for appreciating appreciating their own capabilities and not just, you know, physical appearance. Yeah. How do you make sure that you like, like, I feel like because when fitness is something that you love, obviously, and I feel like for a lot of people Mm -hmm. when fitness is just like, like you say, play, it's just what you love. It's, Mm -hmm. Yeah. easy t- for a lot of people to overtrain because they just like love it and are you know yeah. really active how yeah. do you make sure that that doesn't happen I and mean, like you don't I mean, injure yourself and stuff like that yeah with the whole like intuitive training that's where the whole like intuitive training thing comes in so for me in the past i've only ever gotten overtraining injuries when i voluntarily like train through exhaustion or train through pain or fatigue like yeah. part of intuitive training i guess is like respecting those signs from your body that hey you should you should take a break Mm -hmm. you know so if I wake up one day and you know I'm a part of me you know hurts I'm not gonna go out and train through it I'm not gonna push it I'm going to you know I part of over I there's over Overtraining, but I, I like to think of overtraining as actually under recovery. So yeah. it's not that you're training too much. It's not. It's just that you're not giving yourself enough time to rest and enough time to recover. So as long as you're sleeping well, eating well, and giving yourself enough, you know, time to rest, then I I don't think anybody should really run into a problem with overtraining yeah. because. Yeah, your body will send yeah. you a sign before that happens. You won't you won't overtrain before you experience some, you know, adverse effects. Yeah. Um, I wanted to also ask you about I know you did CrossFit for a while. How did you get into that and like what was your experience with CrossFit? Um so CrossFit came about because I was really into weightlifting and also into like gymnastics and bodyweight training and it seemed like a really good way to combine the two in one kind of thing. And I was also looking to, I was looking at the time to find a sport that I could be competitive in. And that was my intention upon joining CrossFit was one day to compete. I quickly realized that I really didn't want to compete. um, And that competing would have ruined like my love of training and Mm -hmm. my love of fitness. Yeah. So, um, and also what drew me to it was like the community aspect So CrossFit gyms are very different than regular, like, commercial gyms. They're small. um, They have a really strong focus on community. Mm -hmm. And that was was honestly my favorite part about it, was just meeting other people who would rather spend their Friday nights, like, training and and playing, I guess, than, you know, going out and, you know, Um, making... Speaking of that... Speaking of that, um, what what do you think about like typical gym culture? <laughs> I, I you mean like bro yeah. culture kind yeah. of thing. Um, 
I honestly think like what drew like the calisthenics community, like the I guess like movement culture that I'm now a part of is so so different than like typical gym culture because I feel like normal gyms everybody is sort of competing with each other and guys are trying to they're all trying to be the alpha girls you know when I go to a regular gym when I would go to gyms um back back home in the states like girls would give me dirty looks um yeah it's almost like that's why like, we're not there anymore. Yeah, I think that's a big part of why people don't like to exercise yeah. is because mm-hmm. they associate it with that. But also, yeah. if you're that type of girl that, you know, you there are those type of girls that do give dirty looks. If you're that, if you're listening and you're that type of girl, can you stop? stop. <laughs> like, that is just insecurity feeding. You're just sending negative yeah. negativity into the gym. It's really bad. Yeah, so, and I don't know, gyms, I feel like commercial gyms are sort of like antisocial environments everybody's Mm -hmm. just kind of keeping to themselves you know everybody's got their big headphones on doing their own thing it's completely different um at like you know where I go to train at Bondi Bondi Beach Beach. oh is that how you say it Bondi like an outdoor and it's you know nobody wears headphones sorry Bondi Everybody thinks it's Bondi Beach. Oh, okay, yeah. I want to know the differences between, like, the gyms, like, the gym culture in Australia and America. (laughs) Like, what's, is there, are there any differences? Yeah, the biggest thing I've realized is that gyms here are, like, social places. Uh Um, People come in with, like, their big headphones on and, you know, just go through their workouts by themselves. People are are changed, um, like, hanging out, kind of. Like, I go to the gym here sometimes when I don't even, like, training just to hang out with people and just to spend, and I feel like it's a lot easier to make friends here. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it's not as, and, and you understand this, you, you guys, as, as girls, I never, like, worry about going to a gym and, you know, guys hitting on me or, it's yeah. a different culture here. Um, guys don't really approach girls in public, um, and and hit on them in public places that's seen as you know not i don't know it's not cool mm-hmm. yeah so it's it's a much like more welcoming atmosphere i feel like for girls when, um when you first started uh like lifting here yeah did did the men in the gym treat you differently um I feel like at first I kind of felt really insecure and I kind of felt like, I don't know, I I felt like every girl sort of feels in the gym at first. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like over time I sort of like, I don't know, people got to know me a little bit more and they took me seriously because they knew Mm -hmm. that I wasn't just, I wasn't in there to fuck around. Like I wasn't there to, you know, I was in there every morning. I was working hard. I was you know, making progress. And I feel like showing that to people, they, they really started to take me seriously. And I've had mm-hmm. guys come up to me in the gym and ask me to train them, you know? I love so, that. Yeah. They seriously. need you. That's, That's such a compliment. Um, no, I just wish that everyone had your attitude of, I don't care and I'm just going to do what I do. And I don't care that people are like watching, you know what I mean? I just, that confidence that you exude is really inspiring. Um, yeah. 
Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. Um, so, like, now do you prefer being, like, outdoors when you exercise versus or do you, like, like going to a gym? I, it depends. If I want to, like, seriously train and, you know, then I, then I prefer being because I feel like there it's a little easier to not get distracted. Um, but if I just want fun and, and be creative and uh, like outdoors with friends, I, I like training anywhere. I mean, to me, like the, I like to say like the world is my gym, like yeah. one of those slogans, <laughs> like the world is my playground. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I don't really care. I'll find a way to, to train. Okay. Can we talk about diet now? We know sure. you tried a couple of different things. Um, how did you grow up eating? Um, I grew up sort of like eating everything, really. Um, I wasn't. I became a vegetarian when I was ten. So. Oh wow! Before I kind of ate everything. Um, Why did you become vegetarian I, when you were ten? Honestly, animal I, lover. <laughs> because yeah, I loved animals. I saw a like a documentary, I guess, on like fast food production. Yeah. And after seeing that, I, I remember I cried and then told my parents, like, I wasn't going to eat meat anymore. And so I have not eaten meat since then. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I grew up, like, really loving animals. And then when I was a teenager, I wanted to be vegan, but my parents wouldn't let me while they were still, like, taking care of me. So I became vegan when I moved out of home and I moved away and I went to college and I could make my own decisions about my diet Mm -hmm. and LA was is definitely an incubator for a bunch of vegans including me (laughs) you know so um yeah I did that and then um fell into like a whole bunch of different like subsets of veganism just like tried everything tried like raw veganism and like raw till four and Mm -hmm. uh like fruit fruitarianism and you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, so, so um, based on your experience, um, what are your thoughts on veganism? I think veganism is great. I have no, you know, nothing bad to say about it, but I don't think it is. I, I don't think that preaching veganism to everybody is the best way to make a difference, I guess, because yeah. people, if you go up to them or if, if you just start preaching veganism, you're going to lose them right away. Because mm-hmm. for a lot of people, it's just out of the question. It's not something they would consider. And they're going to see you as extreme. So I think that the better way to go is just to encourage people to educate themselves and become aware of their food choices and where their food comes from mm-hmm. and become aware of the issues associated with eating animal products. Um and also just to reduce. I feel like, you know, if you can convince 10 people to reduce their elimination or their consumption of animal products, it'll make a much bigger difference than convincing one person to go fully vegan. Because the, the reality is that, you know, the majority of the population is not going to go fully vegan. Mm-hmm. So it's, oh. it's, it will make a difference to at least reduce instead of eliminate. Are you still so are you still vegan now? Right now I am not vegan. Um I I guess if you had to label my diet, it would be like pescatarian. So I will eat fish occasionally. Um I'll eat eggs and dairy that I source from 
you know, sustainable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like farms and whatnot. When did you or, start adding those in? So when veganism became unhealthy for me mentally um, and physically, I started to add some more things. I started eating like eggs again. I started eating some yogurt and some fish and just felt a whole, like my body felt better. Um, I started to go of a lot of the restrictive thinking that came along with um, and the subsets that I was, you know, wrapped up in and mm-hmm. it just became all around like a healthier, more balanced way of living for me. And it allowed me to balance like my ethics with my health. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I didn't go straight so, back into eating meat, but I also didn't keep my body suffering from not eating a proper diet. Physically, what was happening? Like, so physically, I lost a lot of weight unintentionally. Yeah, and um, just felt tired. Um, had you know low iron. I had low blood pressure. Um, I was cold all the time, mm-hmm. and didn't feel strong. I couldn't make it through the day without taking a nap. Like I just had such low energy and I kept losing weight, even though I would, I was eating like a large volume of food. Mm -hmm. I would just and keep losing weight. And yeah, I, once my weight hit like back to, you know, numbers that I hadn't seen since like a very scary part of my life, I like, that's when I decided that I needed to turn things around pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for people who I think a lot of people run into trouble um, when they don't really like match their food intake to their exercise? Like a lot. Some people like start working or they'll start exercising a lot more and they won't really adjust how they eat. And I think sometimes that causes people to run into trouble. What advice like what do you have to say about that or any advice? I I think you can like if you practice intuitive eating, Mm -hmm. you should avoid that pretty well. Like for me, if I'm more active one day I'm going to be hungrier that day. So I'm going to eat more. Yeah. And if I'm less active one day, then I'm not going to be as hungry. And so I'm going to eat less. So, and that's why I also don't follow like a strict like meal plan because my activity level changes every day. Mm-hmm. So not that I eat will change along with that. Um, so I think as long as you're listening to, you know, your body's signals and respecting them, then you should be okay. So like, if I'm hungry, I'm not going to ignore that. I'm not going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's not, it's not part of my meal plan. So I can't eat. No, if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. And if I'm, you know, I'm not going to force myself to eat more than what's comfortable for me. Yeah. So your body, like, I feel like we over complicate eating like way more than it needs to be. Yeah. You have hunger and fullness cues for a reason. Like that's your body's way of regulating how much you should eat. So I don't know. I feel like if we just, if we saw, like I see food first and foremost as fuel and something that's going to allow me to do things. And when we start just like viewing it as anything more than that, I think, I feel like that's where we run into problems with um, like proper, you know, eating proper amounts and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the fitness world, it can be easy to fall into traps of being competitive with others. Do you think that competition, competitive fitness leads to eating disorders for a lot of people? Yeah, um, I do think definitely in more like the bodybuilding circles where things are 
based upon like aesthetics and everybody's competing to look the leanest and, you know, the most shredded. I, I feel like that can definitely be a problem in my community. You know, it's not, you know, we, we're not judging each other based on what we look like. We're not judging each other based on how thin we are, how much body fat we have or how shredded we are like that. None of that matters. So it's not really so much an issue when you're focusing on, you know, being fit to be, you know, when you're focusing on your body's abilities and not it's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and that's also why I got away from like, the, I used to want to compete in like bodybuilding shows and do like, you know, like bikini competitions and all that. And now I see that as incredibly toxic. And I'm so glad that I never got into that mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I do have a very, very personality and um I feel like if I did get into that um it would have led me down like a very bad path so yeah it's yeah. almost similar to the uh, modeling industry too yeah. yeah sure I you know I I respect bodybuilders and I respect what they do but um and it takes a, a huge amount of discipline but I also think that it's I don't know it's it's training for the wrong reasons and it can be incredibly destructive for a lot of people. And I don't know, having a whole sport based upon how, like how much you can starve yourself down. Yeah. Eat your body of water. It just, I I, I don't think it's healthy, but when you say that veganism was like emotionally harming, like um, harming your emotional health, what did you mean by that? Um, it was harming my, my mental health. Yeah, sorry. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, no, emotionally it was, I mean, when you're, you know, at such a low weight that your hormones are all, all over the place, that yeah. will affect your emotional health. However, it was affecting my mental health because I do have a very all or nothing sort of personality. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I got to the point where, you know, being vegan wasn't good enough for me anymore. And I couldn't just be vegan. I had to be like the best vegan possible. I had to be the most restrictive vegan. I had to go down to like the, you know, I had to have the purest diet. And um, I just became obsessed with it. I became obsessed with, um, I became terrified of like fats. Mm -hmm. I eventually became afraid of cooked foods. um, And I was always thinking about like what's in my food. Like are there any, you know, is it like, you know, if I was out shopping, I would spend so long grocery shopping because I'd be reading the ingredients and the ingredients on everything, making sure it was like up to my standards. And, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it just became stressful and obsessive and exhausting. And it was leading me back into like obsessive thoughts about food and, and diet. Mm-hmm. And it was just not not somewhere I was willing to go back to. At what point did you realize that was like, did you really realize, okay, this is a problem? And like, and then how did you move out of it? I think I really realized it was a problem when, um, you know, I was taking, I was actually taking a class like my freshman year. It was like spring quarter of my freshman, uh, my freshman year at UCLA. And um, it was a class about like diet and nutrition. And we had to do like a dietary analysis and like a sort of like a health, like a full like health analysis. Then we're like, I, I hadn't weighed myself in a long time and I, I weighed myself and I was like shocked at how much weight I had lost, like my freshman year of college. And um, after recording my food for a few days, like all of the, my nutrient 
Um, like I wasn't even kind of close to meeting my nutrient requirements. Um, I was like, you know, this probably isn't the best way to live. Um, this is probably why I'm, you know, feeling weak and feeling tired and, and, you know, losing weight. I should probably do something about my diet. And, um, and at that point I was eating like mostly raw. I wasn't eating any overt fats. Um, I was hardly eating any cooked food. Um, on that yeah. note, um, how did, how did it affect you cognitively? Like, did you experience any brain fog or yeah. did you, yeah. did you like experience anything in your academics as you were like studying? Yeah, it, it became extremely hard for me to focus. Mm-hmm. Like I was writing a paper or something. I would have to take breaks in between, you know, every like 15, 20 minutes. I just couldn't sit and focus. Um, I was always thinking about food because even though I was like physically full because of eating high volume foods, like I had a lot of water, I felt like I was always like starving mentally. Yeah. Like I was never satisfied and like I wanted, you know, I, I, I craved fats and, and, and car- like cooked foods. And I remember I went I, I went to the dining hall one night. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to have some rice. Like, I'm just going to eat some rice. Like, I just need some cooked foods in my life. Mm-hmm. And I got a bowl of rice and it, I ate it in like two seconds. Wow, you inhaled it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I've been starving. Like, I needed this so bad. And I think I went back and ate like two more bowls. <laughs> Lindsay, I'm so grateful that you um, share this experience with us because, as you know, like, I when you met me, I was vegan and I experienced like very similar things that you did, like, it, yeah. like weight loss that didn't need to be happening. Like I weighed myself one day and I was just, I was like, hmm, maybe this is normal, but it wasn't. Cause I hadn't been like that size since like freshman year of high school. Yeah. And, and the cognitive part. Yeah. I definitely experienced that too, especially yeah. when I was in class and I just couldn't articulate what I wanted, what I was wanting to think, you know? Yeah. And then as I started adding, you know, more, um, more foods back into my diet that weren't, you know, that I used to think were bad foods or like foods that were off limits. Um, I just started to feel so much better and I mm-hmm. felt like life was coming back into me. So after that, I, I just kind of never looked back on that. And I started to see all of the, um, you know, people preaching like, Oh, you shouldn't eat any fats, you know, just yeah. eat. All. I started to like see all the pseudoscience behind that and yeah. kind of yeah. see it as like a market, like they're just trying to sell their, you know, they're trying to make money. It's, they're not actually looking out for people's health. Um, and also I kind of recognize that now that people's bodies react differently to different foods. Yeah, definitely. You know, just because one diet worked for some, for one person (laughs) freely, yeah, (laughs) it's, you know, good for the entire population, you know? So it's funny because I remember when we were heading over to, um, uh, Santa Monica Beach one day we were in an Uber and I was asking you because it was it was around the time that I was thinking of transitioning back and I was yeah. asking you what so and then you were telling me you know you like inspired me to a certain extent you know just that one conversation mm-hmm. to well it was it was Christina but when I talked to you it was also it also helped a lot when you were telling me what you were adding back and how much you felt better because I, I was really on the edge I wasn't there yet yeah yeah, I think the hardest part too is when you're vegan, it becomes this like identifier kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And you're part of this community and you almost feel like if you go back, like 
you'll be shunned from yeah did they like did the vegan community get mad at you I did get some backlash on social media (laughs) but honestly you know those kind of people those are the extremists I guess that Mm -hmm. I don't really want to hang out with I don't want to be friends with people who can't accept you know anything other than what they believe in yeah so and I have friends today that are vegan and they're cool Like, yeah, 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 totally. They know that I'm aware. They know that I'm conscious. They know that I'm not just going to go, you know, eat steaks and, and, you know, um, (laughs) so yeah, that was the hardest part for me is because it, it was my identifier, but then I figured, you know, why that, that was also very reminiscent of like having like when you have an eating disorder too, that becomes your identifier and I just needed something else to identify myself completely separate from what I eat. Like, I was like, I am so much more than what I eat. Like, my diet does not define me. It was, it was always like, hi, I'm Lindsay the vegan. Or, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah. I'm Lindsay, like, you know, the girl with the eating disorder. You know, it's totally. It's, I just wanted to be able to say, like, hi, I'm Lindsay and I'm this and I'm that and have nothing. Yeah. Have it had have nothing to do with you know what I eat. I yeah. think your lifestyle it's really so embodies that too. That you're not just one single identifier, and I love that. Um, what are the most common misconceptions about what you do? Um. Oh, my favorite one is that like you need to be you need to have like a certain body type in order to do what I do. Like people will say all the time, like, oh, it's because you're you're light and you're small, it's easy to do what you do. But there really is no, you know. I don't think it's easy for anybody. No. <laughs> People say like all the time, like, oh, if I weighed as much as you do, it'd be easy. But um, oh my god, there's no, there's no haters. Right. Shout out to my haters. <laughs> hey, look, if you didn't have haters, like when you have haters, that's when you know you've made it, right, yeah, Lindsay? That's the real exactly. Deal. exactly. I'm just like, you know what? People might be hating. But at least they're spending their time. Like, at least I'm worth, you know. Yeah, time you're viral, girl. Comments. But yeah, no, there are people of like, you know, anybody of any size or fitness level can come to to doing what I do. And, um, you know, I see people, there are people that I train with that are, you know, 50 plus years old doing things you wouldn't believe. So people, also the other misconception is that like, oh, I'm too old to start which is completely untrue. Like I, you know, like I said, I know people in their fifties doing things that, you know, guys in their twenties can't do. Yeah. yeah. So there's really no age that there's no age, there's no body type size, whatever, you know, anybody can do it. It's not a. Yeah. I mean, going back to that, like what, I think that a lot of people see something that like what you do in terms of fitness and they get intimidated. Like, yeah. What, ad- like, what do you say to people like that? Like, do you have advice for people who just like want to start or so, people who just want to just like, what if somebody just wants to like get in shape and be in shape, but doesn't necessarily want to like do all yeah, the do crazy cool- things. Yeah. yeah. That's cool too. Then, um, the quote that I like to say is that like an expert at anything was once a beginner. Mm-hmm. So you have, whenever you feel intimidated by somebody like watching them, just remember that there was a point in their life too, that they were completely new to whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then for people who just want to get in shape, like, yeah, you don't have to be doing, you know, handstands on top of 
you know, crazy things to, yeah. to be fit. Like that's the thing like about body weight training is that it's so versatile. Like you can do it anywhere, anytime. It's the easiest way to stay fit and stay in shape because you don't need a gym. You don't need weights. You don't need equipment. Like you have your body and you take that with you everywhere. So anywhere can become your training space. Even like I live in a tiny studio apartment in the city and, you know, I could, I could train in, you know, in the the hallway between the door and the wall if I wanted to, like, you know, it's, so you you just spend money, you don't need, you know. Wait, how's the, the housing there? Cause in LA it's like super, you know, super high. (laughs) How's it in Australia? Sydney is crazy expensive. I mean, any big city and living in the city, is going to be expensive, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm living in like a tiny studio like sharing it with my boyfriend like cute oh you got a bow there yeah i saw (laughs) um going back to what we were just talking about so like there's a lot of i mean we were kind of talking about this before like a lot of like false information out there on the internet and so like are there any resources that you would tell people that they should look into for like um starting to get into exercising um into exercising in general or yeah or even or calisthenics specifically like definitely um what use youtube is like amazing resource for all of that there are some really great youtube channels like bar stars and um calisthenic movement and various d workouts that's like b-r-a-b-a-r-i-s-t-i workout um that have you know videos everywhere from complete beginners to like doing crazy things that I can only dream of doing. Yeah. So, um, I used YouTube. That was my primary like method of learning. And then like Instagram, um, Instagram is more just to come up with like new crazy ideas. Like I'll see something and be like, Oh, that's really cool. And then go try it. But if I really want to learn the mechanics of something and how to do it properly, then YouTube is like your best friend. Speaking of Instagram, um, what are some of the coolest and weirdest DMs that you've gotten? I'm sure you get like tons every day. Not appropriate for this. (laughs) (laughs) Some we have to see Um, with our eyes. No. Dude, the other day I woke up to five dick pics. That's disgusting. That means you made it. If you get dick pics, you made it. Okay. (laughs) It's okay to like, yeah, I guess like we're cool here. We can be open. Um, Yeah. The best one I got was like, I'll pay you. Someone offered me $10,000 for sex. Oh, my God. Ew. $10,000. I was like, yeah. Honey, I'm worth more than that. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm honored you'd be willing to pay $10,000. Like, that is so flattering. Yeah. But I'm just not. No. I've gotten, like, straight up, like, love poems. Like, people write me, like, poetry. Like, That's adorable. I like that a lot. And coolest? Um, cool. I mean, the coolest ones to me are just people telling me like how I've, you know, inspired them or how I've helped them or people telling me their stories. Yeah. To me, yes, that is so yeah. cool. Like knowing that I had a part in that is like nothing's cooler than that. Do any of those like stand out to you? Like, oh gosh. I mean, I hear like I get not none like specifically but I do get stories of like girls who are like recovering from eating disorders and mm-hmm. you know who have changed their whole perspective on exercise who had like issues with you know over exercising and exercising as a way of like compensating for 
you know, eating and stuff like that completely changed their attitude toward it. And that to me is like amazing. Like that's exactly what I want to do for people. So yeah, that's incredible. Um, it's, I mean, it's always fun to like get messages. Okay. You're super humble, but can I just say and tell everyone that also Jared Leto DM'd her. Okay, that's what I was getting at. <laughs> what did he say? That's amazing. Okay, so, yeah, um, yeah. One time, I got a little like notification in my inbox that um, it was just Jared Leto sent me like the little um, muscle emoji, I guess, like the little bicep flex. Oh my and god! I was like, what is happening? And I was like, can't be real, right? And so I clicked on his like little icon in the in the chat. And it went to like his verified profile and all that. Love that. I was like, what's happening? So I just sent him back like the emoji with like no mouth. Like I'm yeah. speechless. <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. Like, holy crap. And then he wrote back like, um, like you, some re- for some reason you came up on my, on my feed and it's super inspiring. Like keep kicking ass. And Damn. at that point Damn. I was like lying on the ground. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I was completely mind blown and then literally like a few days ago um I I just said like thank you so much and whatever and then a few days ago I get a random dm from him like are you in LA (gasps) oh my god Lindsay so and so I go uh I'm moving back there in July I'm moving in Sydney right now and he goes uh nice help me get strong and at that point I'm gonna die right now oh my god I can die happy (laughs) oh my gosh okay yeah (laughs) wait so you are coming back to LA yeah so I have to finish one more year at UCLA um before I graduate and then I plan on moving back to Sydney after that wow yeah so I'll be back in LA for my senior year at UCLA what makes you want to move back to um Australia it's just become my home like my friends are here my boyfriend is here Mm -hmm. like my you guys are getting married (laughs) I've built a whole life and I could not I I can't leave it at this point and it's yeah that's amazing wait where did you grow up I grew up in Miami Florida okay awesome Awesome. that's so cool um wait what nothing oh I was gonna ask um back to Instagram who are some of your favorite people to like follow like okay um like do you want like specific like handles names yeah yeah yeah. um my favorite absolute favorite Instagram person is um her account is like Russian point red with the three for the E. Uh-huh. So dot red three for the E. Like she was the person. Remember I talked about that YouTube video I saw where it was just all women doing calisthenics. And yeah. I want like this is what I'm going to do. Um, yeah. She was the one who like caught my eye in that video and pretty much the person who inspired me to like do all of this. So That's um, amazing. She's incredible. Um, there's also this girl, her name is Demi Bagby, so D-E-M-I-B-A-G-B-Y. She's, like, 16 years old, and... She in L.A.? Yeah. I know who you're talking about, yeah. She practices yeah. at um, the Santa Monica place. Oh, really? Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. She's in San Diego, but, like, she will blow your mind. Like, this little, like, 16-year-old girl. Just, like, um, strength like you wouldn't believe. Um, and then, let's see... There's another girl. Um, her name is like Melanie Dreesen. So it's Melanie dot D R I E S S E N. And she's like a street workout, like world champion, like 
crazy stuff. I, I love like her stuff is so creative and yeah, I love that. Um, and then, and then just like, I don't know, I could go yeah. on for Yeah. No, that's, no, that's, that's cool. Amazing. No, I'm um, like looking them up as you're talking. You, and like see who I'm following. Like yeah. everybody yeah. I follow, I follow for a reason. So you're up there with them. Lindsay list is worth following. Yeah, no, you're up there with them. Um, so, and I think everyone needs to have Lynn Slay on their feed. So, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's l i n d dot slay with three a's. <laughs> I love um, that. And then you can also find me on YouTube. Um, just Lindsay Camrick. There's also uh, no. There's actually not a link in my Instagram description right now, but <laughs> you, my name on Instagram on my like Instagram profile is the same name that you would. Yeah. Search. Well, and we'll link to everything in the show notes so you guys can just click and find Lindsay. Yeah. Before we let you go, I just want to give a shout out since most of the listeners for this episode are probably going to be Australian. Hi, I'm Nina. Um, all the Australian boys out there, I freaking love their accent. Do you like catch yourself like? doing the accent because like when i talk to people with an accent i like almost want to like word vomit accidentally have an accent hello you know (laughs) put the shrimp on the barbie (laughs) i feel like my accent will change depending on who i'm talking to so if i'm talking if i'm talking to like you guys and you know then i'll I'll i hear it yeah i hear it when you say you know no (laughs) i'm in a group of like my australian friends it probably comes out a lot more just because i'm hearing it and I don't know when I when I went back to the states over like winter break people noticed it right away they're like are you Australian I was like actually I just like spent some time there but I'm not from there and then I feel like as I spent more time in the states it started to fade away and then once I came back here like it starts to come back so yeah well when you start living there after you graduate you're gonna be full Australian right I always say if I always (laughs) I have kids I need to raise them here so that they grow up with that's in awesome. I feel like that's where your home was always supposed yeah. to be yeah that's what I feel like too like I just feel like everything I've ever done in my whole life has sort of built built up to this and like led me here so I love that you know, I talked about great place, I've great. been talking about it since I was 10 years old and you know 10 year old me knew she knew so <laughs> that's amazing yeah well, thank you so much for like thank taking you. the time to talk to us. This has been you're so inspiring, yeah. and yeah. I know everybody's gonna be really excited to hear everything yeah. you have to say. Yeah, I think it's so it's amazing because they get to see another side of you other than just your videos and your and yeah. your pictures. So, and you're a cool girl. Yeah, cool cat. For sure. <laughs> thank you. All right. Likewise. Okay. We'll have a good rest. I guess afternoon. Yes. Have a good <laughs> afternoon. All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Have a good night. See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.